Father's Day and want to thank them. I also want to uh, thank and give a shout out to everybody that helped to make Father's Day a really special service. Everybody that made food, prepared food, served outside. Um, There's a long list of names. I just want to thank you guys who helped last week. Um, I put something online about it, but I want to thank you guys for everything that you did uh, last week. I just heard it was a phenomenal uh, day. And here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to pray, and um, in just a uh, today's different, okay? If today is your very first time uh, here, my name is Mark. I'm the lead pastor. We're excited to have you, but today is a little uh, different. You'll see why as we move along. But today's going to be a really interactive uh, day uh, for us here today. But I want to pray for us before we get started, and I want to pray for two things. One, I know that Dana has already mentioned to you that Joey uh, McKinney is preaching at our Whitesburg campus. That's an awesome thing. That's a big deal for our church. Uh, one of our core values is we don't maintain, we multiply. We believe that the Spirit of God lives in every follower of Christ. Everybody has spiritual gifts. Uh, the church wasn't meant to be built around one pastor, a personality. Every single person plays a vital role in the body of Christ. Amen? Like, I would have amen that. Like, I would have said, yeah, but it's too late. That moment's gone, and you missed it. There's more coming. Mentally prepare. Um, but anyways, it's a big deal that Joey uh, says, hey, man, I, I feel like God wants me to preach, um, and I feel like uh, God's given me a word to say. And so I've read over his sermon. We've been kind of working with him, and so he is preaching at Whitesburg this morning for the very first time. Uh, that's a big deal. That's a huge thing, man. Huge thing. Um, uh, people, are, people are more afraid of public speaking than death. And so some of you, if I gave you those options, you would pick door number two, right? Because you know, public speaking is not your gig. It's a big deal that people do that kind of stuff. And so we're going to pray for him. Number two, I'm going to pray for Derek and Stacy Allen. Uh, Stacy is uh, having a C-section this morning. And so we're praying for them, for their baby. Um, and so I've been talking to them, messaging them back and forth. Derek and Stacy have been at our church for a long time. Derek is one of our elders here at Summit. We love them. And so we're just praying for uh, protection for them and, for, uh, and just for God's uh, presence in their lives this morning. So and I know there's several, Melissa Brashear, a lot of them are there with them right now. And so we just want to pray for them. And so uh, I want to pray for us this morning. Okay, let's pray really quick. Jesus, we just come to you. And God, we, we don't ask you to come here because you already are here, Jesus. And, and we base that because you said where two or more people gather in your name, you're there in our midst. And God, we, we've, we've worshiped you this morning in song. And God, you are worthy of all that and more. And God, you are worthy of our whole lives. And so, Father, I pray that as we open up your word right now, that you would be, our, our, that you would be the, the speaker this morning, that you would be the preacher, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be me or anything like that, God, because at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, I don't matter. Uh, Jesus is the name that needs to be lifted up in this place today, and he's the name that we need to know and to rally around. And so, God, I pray that we do that. I thank you so much that Joey over at our Whitesburg campus this morning is taking a step of faith. I know that there's people from Hazard that went over there to just uh, cheer him on and follow Father, we are here in spirit cheering him on as well. I pray that, God, uh, you would speak through him in a strong way. And, God, do more there in our Whitesburg campus, God, today than we could ask or imagine. Keep Joey and that, uh, that campus from the schemes of the enemy today, from any doubt and fear. God, you've given him a clear word. 
And God, I pray that he would proclaim it with power today because you are there uh, in, his, in their midst. And Father, I pray for Derek and Stacy. pray for Stacy. I pray for their baby, that God, uh, that, that, that everybody there would be healthy, that God, you would just guide that procedure. And Father, uh, this morning, I, I know that they've already messaged me and I've just been talking to them and uh, there's, there's fear, there's nerves, there's some anxiety there. Uh, and over it all, you are there. Just love that you are, that your, God, your word says that you are a very present help in times of trouble. God, so when we're afraid, when we're going through something that, God, we, gets us a little on edge, in that moment, you are the greatest reality. Remind Derek and Stacy in a way that they have never experienced that you're the greatest reality in that room. And God, I, I thank you that you are with them. I thank you for what they mean to our church. And I pray for them today, God, and I pray that, that their baby would be healthy and, and Stacy would recover uh, from this procedure, God, and, and, and God, you just get the glory from their family. Father, I pray that this morning what we talk about would not be words, would not be a sermon, uh, but Jesus, we would hear from heaven. We would hear from you, and we would be changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, I got, uh, I'm going to move some stuff around here. Uh, my lovely, lovely assistants are coming out this morning. Give it up for my lovely assistants here. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And so <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, they drew a little something for me on the back here. And uh, I don't know if I can turn it around to show you, but uh, this kind of thing has been going on all morning right here. This has been going on all morning. Um, a moment ago, right before I, look, I looked over as we were praying for the offering and I was about to come out, and I looked, and on here it was, I'm with stupid, and an arrow pointing it would have been at me. So it's going to be a great thing here, and um, so I am actually going to turn it around because I'm going to do something today. Today's going to be really interactive, and uh, so we're going to do some stuff here this morning. Hopefully, when you walked in today, you should have gotten an uh, index card and a pen. If you did not get one, I need you to have one. Okay, you're going to draw something with me uh, today. Now, I need to warn you beforehand, a few preliminary comments. I have the handwriting of a two-year-old. So you are not going to be impressed uh, by my handwriting skills, but I need you to have an uh, index card and a pen. If you didn't get one uh, this morning, you can raise your hand. We've got some volunteers that are going to run around uh, this morning. We'll bring you some. Several people did not get a card. Look at all of these hands. Holy cow. And so, uh, so all kinds of people did not get the thing that I said you got when you walked in. Uh, thankfully, Jesus forgives liars. And so, uh, so we just need a lot of Summit people to get up right now and help pass out some cards and that sort of thing. Uh, keep it going. But uh, keep your hand up. We'll get you one because you're going to need one. All right? You're going to need an index card and an ink pen because you're going to draw something with me today that I think uh, is going to be very helpful for you. I didn't make this up. This was something that somebody showed me, and I was, uh, I, it really helped me, really encouraged me with a few things. And so I said, man, I want to pass this on to our whole church. And so uh, let's get some more Summit people to help Dana and Ronnie out here. Can we get some more Summit people to get up and kind of grab some cards and get all these hands that are coming up? Uh, and so there we go. Boom, it's happening, people. It's happening. Hey, so here's what we're doing today. Today we are in uh, part two of our series that we started a couple of weeks ago called I Am Going. And uh, if you were here for the very first sermon in that series, I said on that Sunday, and I'm not going to review it a lot here, I'm just going to trust that if you want to, you can go back and you can listen to the podcast on our app or download it on our website. But uh, on that Sunday, the very first Sunday of this series, I said that my prayer and hope and desire is that our church has a matrix-like moment 
in this series. All right, and if you uh, missed that Sunday, just a quick review. The Matrix movie came out in the 90s. I'm not going to review everything that I said there, but essentially what happens in that movie is that a group of people are awakened to the reality that everything they thought was real actually isn't, that, that reality wasn't reality at all. And so I'm praying that that is exactly what would happen in our church, that we would see that the way that we thought church was supposed to be, maybe the way that we've always known uh, church to be. Maybe we grew up in church and we had an idea for how church worked and operated and how things were uh, done in a church. I'm praying that this would be a matrix-like series for our church, that God would open up our eyes and we would discover, holy cow, it's not the way that I thought that it was. And so just to kind of get us started this morning, I want us to see the mission of the church. Not simply the mission of our church, but the mission of every single church. All right? It's not really hard to figure out what churches are supposed to do because Jesus told us. Uh, we don't need to get all innovative and creative about the mission and vision of the church, the big C church, all churches, because Jesus gave us the mission. Here it is right here. It's called the Great Commission. In Matthew 28, 19 through 20, Jesus says this, Go, everybody say go. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So Jesus says, go into all the world and make disciples. That is a revolutionary idea because for a lot of churches, what we've done and what the way that we think that we're going to reach the world is we need to get everybody that we know. We need to get all of our lost friends and all of our friends that aren't Christians or followers of Christ yet. We need to make sure that every single Sunday we get them to church because at church there are skilled professionals who can tell them about Jesus. Do you know what I'm talking about? Right? At, at church, there are, there are really, really, really holy people who know the Bible and can talk about God in a way that I, maybe this is the way that I think, or maybe this is the way some churches teach, maybe the, maybe the way that I, as just a normal churchgoer, never could. So what a lot of churches do every single week is, is we try to fill buildings and get all of our lost friends to come, and that's great to fill a building. We're, we, we should want to fill this building. We should want to fill the building that we're building over in Christopher. We should want to get all the lost people that we can to come every single week. But for too often, what we think Jesus means by go and make disciples, we think the way that happens is to get as many people as we possibly can at church so that they can hear the pastor or the professional tell them about Jesus. And so we come every single week into a room much like this one and all of us sit and watch and we watch the spiritual Avengers assemble to tell people about Jesus. And then we go home and we'll do it again in seven days. But Jesus doesn't say make sure to bring everybody you know every week and that's how we'll reach the world, does he? No, Jesus says go and make disciples. Don't wait for them to come to you. Go to them first. Say, well, I could never do that. I'm really nervous. I'm scared. I don't know what to say. I don't know the Bible well. Here's the thing. Jesus doesn't say this to professionals. Jesus doesn't say that to pastors. When Jesus is talking in Matthew 28, 19, he's not talking to people with PhDs in theology. He's not talking to priests. He's not talking to rabbis. He's not talking to pastors, deacons. He's not talking to elders. He's not talking to any church uh, leaders. He's talking to former fishermen. 
It's talking to guys that, that before they met Jesus, they were working a nine to five and they were normal people, but they met Jesus and Jesus just changed their life. Summit, here's the thing, 2,000 years later, he's talking to us. He's talking to, he's talking to moms and dads and to teenagers and he's talking to people who are single, people who are divorced, people who are married. He's talking to every single follower of Jesus. When Jesus says go, he's saying to you, go, you, go, I'm talking to you. In fact, you can personalize it. I've done this. Go to the next slide here. I personalize it. I want you to insert your name into this because the Great Commission is not for a few people. It's for every follower of Jesus. So we're going to read it out loud, but before, but what I want you to do here to, to make it different, I want you to insert your name, your name, before, every, before the word go. So I'm going to read it, and I want to say Mark, and you're going to read it, and you're going to say your name. But we're going to read it out loud, and we're going to begin with our name. So let's all read it. Let's say our name. And let's read the Great Commission together. Say your name. Mark, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Let's all read it. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So Jesus says, don't wait for them to come to you. You go to them. The question is, why don't we do that? The question is, why do we know that's in the Bible, but secretly we're hoping somebody else will do it, right? Why don't we do the very thing that Jesus told us to do? Well, a couple of weeks ago I put on Facebook, I asked on Facebook, hey, what stops you from sharing your faith with people? What stops you from telling other people about Jesus? And I got all kinds of different answers. Uh, Some people said uh, they didn't feel worthy to tell other people about Jesus, you know, because they got sin, they're messed up, they got stuff in their life, and so they don't want to look hypocritical to their friends, so they don't feel worthy. A lot of people said fear. Fear of what people will say, fear of what they'll ask, fear of what may happen. Some people said they don't want to be pushy, they don't, uh, you know, they don't want to shove Jesus down somebody's throat, right? Some people, uh, some people said uh, they, they, they just don't know what to say. They just really don't know how to do it at all. And I don't know what your reason is for maybe, maybe the thing that holds you back or if you have one at all for maybe if there's anything in your life that kind of holds you back, makes you hesitant about telling other people about Jesus. But here's a few things that we need to remember. The first thing we need to remember is that we're all called. We're all called. 2 Corinthians 5.20, we read this the first week of this series. We are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Did you know that you are God's ambassador? You are. You, You are God's representative at your school. You are God's representative where you work. You are God's representative at your house, in your neighborhood, at Walmart, going to pick up some toilet paper. You are God's rep right there. And what God wants to do, God wants to make an appeal through your life, an appeal through your words to other people that they would be reconciled to God the same way that you have been reconciled. To God. So number one, man, we got to remember, we're all called to go. Number two, second thing we need to remember is we're covered. We're all covered. We're covered with what? Check this out. This is huge. We're covered with what? We are covered with the righteousness of Christ. Okay? 2 Corinthians 5.21, for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Say, Mark, listen, I can't tell other people about Jesus because I don't have it all together. 
Mark, I can't tell other people about Jesus because I'm messed up. Listen to me, Summit. If you and I, if we wait until we don't have any more sin in our lives before we tell other people about Jesus, we are never going to tell other people about Jesus. Right? We're never going to tell other people about Jesus if we wait till we're perfect, if we wait till we have it all together. Listen, that's not going to happen till heaven, y'all. Right? And here's the thing. The people around you that know you know you're not perfect, don't they? They know you don't have it all together. And that's why one of the most powerful things that your friends, family, coworkers, people you go to school with, that's why the most, one of the most powerful things that people in your world need to see is they need to see how you and I are walking with Jesus in the midst of our imperfections. They need to see how your family's walking with Jesus when your back's against the wall. They need to see how you are walking through that situation where you don't know what the answer is and you don't know if you're going to make it and the bills are stacking up and you don't know what to do. Yeah, they know you're not perfect, but they need to see you walking with Jesus in the midst of your imperfection. And the reason that you can tell people about Jesus, even with sin in your life, is because you are covered with the righteousness of Christ. That doesn't mean that we go out and sin imperfectly, sin on purpose. Doesn't mean that sin doesn't matter. No, listen, sin matters. Jesus went to the cross for it, but we are covered in the righteousness of Christ. So that in God's perspective, we are absolutely perfectly forgiven and holy because of what Jesus has done for us. So if you're sitting there thinking, you know what, Mark, I'm not worthy. You are exactly right. None of us are worthy. Jesus is worthy. All right. It's not, about, it's not about being worthy. It's about being forgiven. It's a huge difference. So we're called, we're covered, and this, number three, oh my goodness, this is huge. Number three is huge. God saves people, not us. God saves people, not us. Man, I hope that you know every single time somebody gets saved in our church, it's not because the sermon was good. Do you know that? Listen, if I can talk you into getting saved, you probably didn't get saved. Because God saves people, not Mark. Billy Graham has never saved anybody. All right? The preacher that you grew up with, that you love, has never saved anybody. God made an appeal through them. Why? Because they're God's ambassadors. But ultimately, anybody, anytime anybody gets saved, Jesus does that. Amen? Jesus saves people. Not me, not us, not us at all. So, so many people say, you know what? Listen, I'm afraid to tell other people about Jesus. What if people ask me questions I don't know? I need to learn the Bible more. I need to get more of my questions answered. I need to, I need to read the Bible more. Jesus doesn't say you'll receive power when you know the Bible more. Jesus says you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you to be witnesses. Listen, I'm a Bible guy. I'm all about studying the Bible. I think that we all need to know the Bible and go deeper in our relationship with God. But if you and I, if we, were, if we knew all the answers to every single question, here's the mistake we'd make. We'd end up trusting our own knowledge instead of trusting God. Right? Right? Oh, I'm good, man. I can talk you into anything. I know how to talk about Jesus. I know how to share the gospel. You walk into a room with all kinds of swagger, and God's going to put you on your face to show you you ain't nothing. Right? Because God saves people, not us. But here's what I hear all the time, and I heard it a couple weeks ago, and I hear it almost every day. Mark, I can't tell people about Jesus. I don't know what to say. Or Mark, here's my problem. I don't know how to transition a conversation. To talk about Jesus. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to do that in a way that's not weird or pushy. 
Well, I want to teach you something today uh, that, like I said, somebody taught to me, and I just found it very helpful. I just thought it was really clear, and I said, you know what? I think this would be a big thing for our church. So I want to teach it to you today. I want to talk today, and I want to teach us how to take everyday conversations and turn them into gospel conversations. Let me ask you a question. Answer this by raising your hands. How many of you in the past seven days, somebody has come to you and talked to you about a problem or an issue in their life? Raise your hand. Okay, all right. Several hands going up. Put those hands down. How many of you in the past two weeks, somebody's come to you with a problem, situation, concern in your life? Raise your hand. Okay, hands are going up. How many of you in the past 30 days? Raise your hand. How many of you in 2017? Raise your hand. There we go. See, every time, more and more hands, more and more hands went up. Hey, when that happens, what do you usually say? A lot of times what we say is, hey, I'll pray for you. And listen, that's great. You ought to pray for people. You ought to tell people that you're going to pray for them. Don't tell somebody you're going to pray for them, then, then don't pray for them, though. Hello, right? Better thing to do is, is to say, I'm going to pray for you right now, and then pray for them right there on the spot, all right? Uh, but, but what if, imagine this with me, think through this, what if, Every time somebody tells you about a problem, situation, concern in their life, what if that is a possible open door for you and I to tell that person about Jesus? Every time. Every time. Every time it happens at school, at work, at na- with your family, talking to your neighbor. Every time it happens with wa- in Walmart and you're in line to check out, all of a sudden a conversation strikes up with, uh, with a total stranger. What if every single time somebody shares a problem, situation, concern in their life with you, what if that could be an open door for you to tell that person about Jesus? So imagine this with me. Imagine you're somewhere at Walmart or at school or something and somebody looks at you and says, man, we've got this thing going on at home and I don't know if we're going to make it. Man, we've got this thing going on with my kids. Man, they broke up with me last night. I thought we would always be together. Man, you know what? We're really having some financial struggles. Somebody comes to you with a problem. And in that moment, you say something like this, okay? This is a big deal. You say something like this. Well, you know what? You know what? I've never been through that exact situation, but I've been through some stuff in my life, man. I've been through some struggles in my life. Can I share with you something that's helped me get through it? Can I share with you something that's helped me when I'm going through a really difficult time? Now that is a huge question because here's what you're doing. You are asking this person's permission, right? You are asking this person's permission. Now if they look back at you and they say, no, you know what, I don't have time. No, you know what, I'm not interested. Or no, you know what, I think you're a Christian and I think I smell what you're trying to cook. If they say no, what do you do? Well, you look at them and you say, well, you're gonna burn forever. That is not what you do. I thought that worked. Some of you are like, that's what I've been doing. It's not working. Stop. Okay? If you are doing that, at least don't tell people you go to Summit. Okay? All right, come on, man. No, listen, listen. You are asking their permission. Hey, can I share with you something that's helped me when I go through a hard time? If they say no, it's done. Here's why. Because we are going to trust God with this person. Okay? We're going to trust God that God wants to save this person more than I want to see them get saved. We're going to trust that God has the ability to bring someone else into their life to tell them about Jesus. And we're going to begin to pray for them that God moves in their heart and maybe that you get another opportunity to tell them about Jesus. Somebody else does. But if they say no, okay, listen, hey, I'll pray for you about that. Move on. But if they say yes, 
If they say yes, they have given you the green light to have an open door to walk through and to begin to share with them about what God has done in your life and about how God has helped you. So I want you to take your card that we gave you, a lot of you just now got one. I want you to, I want you to think of three circles, okay? Somebody comes to you with a problem situation concerning your life. Hey, I've never been through that exactly, but, I, but can I share with you something that's helped me? Yes, you can. I want you to think of three circles. You might even be at a restaurant. You've got some paper there. You can draw these, or you can at least go through it mentally. I want you to take that card that we gave you, and I want you to write a, a, draw a circle on that card. And I'll, in that circle, I want you to write God's design. God's design. And you could say something like this. You know, God has a design for everything. Did you know that? Psalm 139 says that God knit us together in our mother's womb. Now, I don't knit. But here's what I know about knitting. I know it takes a lot of time. I know it takes a lot of of care and precision. So here's what that means. It means that you're not an accident. It means that, that God made you on purpose. God's got a design for your life. In fact, God's got a design for everything. God's got a design, guys, for marriage and family, for money. God's got a design for everything. Now, I'll be honest with you. I haven't always been interested in God's design. I haven't always been interested in God's design. There was a long time in my life where I didn't want God's design. I wanted my design. I did my own thing. In fact, not only have I done that, we've all done that. And the Bible has a word to describe what we've all done because we've all turned from God's design. So you can draw a line, just like this right here, a little arrow at the end, and on top of that line you can write the word sin. And we've all sinned. We've all sinned. Instead of saying yes to God's design, we said no to that. And we said, you know what, God, we're going to try to do it our way. That's turning from God, and it's called sin. And sin leads to our second circle. And in that second circle you can write the words brokenness. 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 See, when I try to do things my own way, that leads to sin. And sin always leads to brokenness. Sin, sin separates us from God. And, and for, a lot of time, for a lot of us, that brokenness, it looks like addiction. For a lot of us, that brokenness looks like shame and, and guilt and regret. For a lot of us, that brokenness looks like relationships that we thought we'd always have. And, and for some reason or another, or another, they burned out. But we're all broken. And, and when things break in your house, what do you want to do? You want to fix it, right? When something breaks, you want to fix it. Well, here's the problem. And you can just talk on your card there. You can just draw some squiggly lines going out from that. Because what happens in our brokenness, we try to fix our own brokenness. So, so some people, they go to drugs or alcohol to numb the pain, maybe. Or other people, they read all kinds of self-help books to try to fix their situation. Uh, some people, they just white-knuckle it, and they just try to push through and get to the other side. i tell you what a lot of people do when they're broken and they try to fix it. A lot of people go to church and add some spirituality to their life. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Brokenness, when I'm broken and I try to fix it, I can't fix my own brokenness. But here's the good news. God doesn't want us to stay here. God doesn't want us to stay here. And I was here for a long time. But God's got another word. And so you can draw your third circle. And in that circle, I want you to write the words gospel. See, God doesn't want anybody to stay here. God wants everybody to come here to the word gospel. And that word gospel, it literally means good news. And, and, and the reason that the gospel is good news is because it is the good news of how God loved all of us, loved me when I was broken, loves you in the middle of your brokenness, 
Loves all of us in the middle of our brokenness. How God loved all of us and he sent his only son, Jesus. And Jesus lived a perfect life and he died on the cross for our sin. And three days later, he came back from the dead. That's the gospel. Now, time out. Time out, okay? Time out in today's sermon. Time out. Listen, the gospel is not God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. That's not the gospel. That's a part of the gospel, but it's not the gospel. The gospel is not Jesus loves you. The gospel is not do you want to go to heaven when you die. Here's the gospel. Here's the gospel. The gospel is Jesus lived a perfect life, died on the cross for our sin, came back from the dead. There it is on the screen. The gospel is Jesus lived a sinless life, died on the cross, came back from the dead. If you want want an easy way to remember it, on your card in that circle, you can draw a cross and an arrow going down because Jesus left heaven, came to earth, and an arrow going back up because he came back from the dead and now he's in heaven. Let's all read that together because that's the gospel. Let's all read it. Jesus lived a sinless life. He died on the cross and he came back from the dead. Now, time in. See, in the life of Jesus, God did a miracle. Because on the cross, Jesus died for our sin. He took all of our sin and brokenness on himself, and we get the righteousness of Jesus. And the way that you and I receive, the way that you can receive what God has done for you, the way that you can get out of the brokenness of your situation, the way that you can get out of the brokenness of that thing that you were sharing with me earlier, The way that you get out of your brokenness and receive what God has done for you through Jesus is to repent and believe. That word repent, to repent, it means a change of mind that leads to a change in direction. A change of mind that leads to a change in direction. uh, so, So I was going towards brokenness, but now I'm going to Jesus. And to believe just simply means that Jesus, I, to believe just simply means that I believe that Jesus lived a perfect life, died on the cross, came back from the dead for me. And when you and I, when we repent of our sin and believe in Jesus, things change. Listen, for me, that is when everything changed in my life. See, I was here and God wanted me to get here. When I did that, everything changes. And when we repent and believe, then you can draw this line. Then, once we do this, we're free to recover and pursue God's design. We're free to recover and pursue God's design. Once we repent and believe, we turn from our brokenness and we turn to Jesus, all of a sudden now we're free to recover and pursue God's design for our life, God's design for our family, God's design for our future, God's design for your finances. But it starts with repenting and believing. See, here's the thing. Repenting and believing doesn't fix everything. But it does forgive everything. Now, let me ask you a question. Summit, let me ask you a question. Does this make sense to you? Does it? Does this make sense? I think this makes sense. I think this, makes, I think this is really clear. And I think just in the span of about five or six minutes, just like what we just did, I think you can share this with anybody. Does this make sense to you? So you can ask that to, that, to this person. Does this make sense? And, and if they say yes, you can ask this question. That's, that's awesome. Let me ask you something. Where do you see yourself in this right here? Where do you see yourself 
Well, they might look at you and they say, you know what, I really see myself right here. I feel like I'm broken. I've never given my life to Jesus. I've went to church a few times, but man, when I look at my family, when I look at that thing that I was talking to you about earlier, I feel like I'm right here. And then you can look at that person and you can say, okay, well listen, what, what stops you today from getting right here? What stops you right now in this moment from turning from sin and turning to Jesus and believing in Jesus for the very first time? What's stopping you from giving your life to Jesus today so that you can recover and pursue God's design for your life? And when you ask somebody that question, they'll give you one of three responses. Here's the first one. They're either going to give you a red light. Red means what? Stop. And when somebody says, nah, man, I'm not interested, or right even in the middle of this, they say, nah, man, I'm not interested in any of this. When they give you a red light, what do you do? You stop. Well, you don't just, well, brother, listen, brother, I smell something burning. I think it's you. No. No. Red means stop. Okay, well, that's awesome, man. You, ever, you want to talk about this again? I'd love to, but I'm going to pray for you. Yellow means I'm interested, but not right now. Somebody says, you know what? I'm interested in that. Here's a perfect response. Hey, you know what would be cool? If you would be interested, if you'd be up for it, how about you and I read the Bible together? How, let's, read the book of, let's read the book of Mark. That's an awesome name. People who are named Mark are just great people anyway. What if we read the book of Mark together? It's 16 short chapters. You'd understand it. Let's, let's read that together, man. And We just talk about Jesus together. Or you can invite him to church. You can invite them to your life group. But I, you know what? I'm not interested in that right now. Okay, well, I understand. But here, let, let's go to church together. Let's keep exploring this. Sometimes people will look at you, and they'll hear this, and they'll say, you know what? I need Jesus in my life. And they're going to give you a green light. And all of a sudden, when you get that green light, man, that is an opportunity to lead people to Jesus. Listen, I want you to look at me for a second. I want you to look at me for a second. Look at me. Everybody in the room, look at me. Look at me. You can lead people to Jesus. You can. You can. You can. Look at your neighbor and say, you can. You can. You can lead people to Jesus. Oh, you want to get saved? Hang on. Let me call Mark and see what he's doing. Mark, are you busy? This guy just said he wants to get saved and I'm freaking out. Here. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Here's why I don't do that. Don't rob yourself of the blessing of leading other people to Jesus, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mark, my son wants to get saved. Lead your son to the Lord. Mark, my friend wants to get saved. I've been praying for him for years. They don't know me. Why do you want me to talk to them? You, you can lead people to Jesus. And so here's what you can say. And I do this every week. I do this every week, and I do this every week, and, most, and a lot of times I know that everybody in the room is probably saved, and I will do it every single week, even if I'm 100% certain that everybody in the room is absolutely a follower of Jesus going to heaven because I am trying to teach us how to lead our friends to Jesus. And so you can say something just like this. You can look at your friend, that person, and you can say, well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And these aren't magic words, but but I'm just trying to help you express what God is doing in your heart. I'm going to pray a prayer, and this prayer, is going to, this prayer is a prayer that asks God to forgive you for your sins and for Jesus to come into your life. Do you want to do that? And they say yes. And you say, all right, well, I'm going to pray, and you can pray this out loud, 
Or you can just pray it silently to yourself because at the end of the day, you're not talking to me. This is between you and God, right? And you can lead them in a prayer much like this one here. Dear God, forgive me for my sin. I confess right now that I need you. I believe Jesus lived, died, and came back to life for me. Help me to live for you starting right now. Amen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I believe that every person in our church can do this. I believe every person in our church, no matter how young you are, I believe you can do this. I believe that if the Spirit of God is in you, then the Spirit of God is roaring like a lion to come out of every single person. And and he can equip you and empower you and give you the words to lead people to Jesus. To tell your friends about Christ. Imagine what would happen if every single person that's here today, all right? It's summertime. A lot of people are out. But let's just talk about all of us. Imagine if every person here today prayed and asked God to give them an opportunity to tell somebody what we just talked about this week. Imagine if our entire church began to look for opportunities this month or the rest of this year to share this message with people. I think that people would get saved, y'all. I think that we'd see people, more people get saved and baptized and follow Christ. I think that God would want to use you to lead your friends and your family and your coworkers and your classmates, people in this world, to Jesus Christ. How many of you right now, just by showing your hands, by raising your hands, how many of you right now know somebody who needs to hear this message? Raise your hand for that person right now. Look at that. I love it. Every hand just went up. I love it. Hey, a couple things and then we're done. You know, earlier we went through some reasons why, some reasons why we don't tell people about Jesus. We talked about fear. We talked about um, not knowing what to say. Well, now we know what to say. Talked about fear and listen, we're always going to be afraid. But God can give us the words to say when we step into our fear. But, but there's one thing that I didn't talk about. And I just really believe that God would want me to talk about it right now. One reason some of us don't share our faith is because we don't care. We just don't care. We're going to church. We're rolling in. We're rolling out, man. Our family's saved. We don't care. Can we bring up that slide again? with the Great Commission, go therefore and make disciples, the one at the beginning. Can we bring that up again? Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. See, there's two options with that. Obedience and disobedience. That's it. I'm not going to do this because I don't care. Then you need some real time with God to work in your heart. Okay? And if you, if that's you today, if that is you today, then God knows, and you are loved. And if that is where you're at today, I want to challenge you to begin to pray until God answers it. God, break my heart for people far from you. God, break my heart for people far from you. Don't stop praying that until your heart is broken for people far from God. Don't stop. You know what would really encourage us today? What would really encourage a lot of people is every time that you got to share this, you put something on social media, something that just simply said, hey, I just got to share, hashtag three circles with somebody. In fact, if you want an opportunity to share this with somebody today, go put this up. Put this as your status on Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, if you're still trying to rock that bad boy. Um, 
Today at church, we talked about hashtag three circles. Put that out there right now. Go ahead and put, you can put it on your phone. Go ahead, you can tweet that out there, do whatever right now. And just leave it there. Somebody's going to ask you, what's three circles? And you can say, I would love to share with you. Do you have a minute? And if they say yes, green light, go. And just send them a message and just walk them through, man. But put that stuff out there. If you're thinking, Mark, listen, there's no way I could do that. I don't think I remember all of that stuff. If you have an Apple Android phone, there's an app you can download called Life on Mission. You can download that app. And you can download this app, open it up on your phone. And look, right there is the entire thing. God's design, sin, brokenness, gospel, repent and believe, recover and pursue. Let's say you're leading somebody to Jesus and you say, Mark, how do I lead somebody to the Lord? There's a button there called next and it gives them a prayer to pray and everything. You've got the tool in your hand. You've got the spirit of God in you. There is nothing holding you back. Nothing is holding you back. So one more question and then we're done. And this is not for the imaginary person that we talked about today. This is for you. Where are you on this? Where are you on this today? For a lot of you, you're a follower of Jesus, and this is where you are. This is where you are. You're in the recover and pursue part. Because if you're a follower of Jesus, that's what God is doing in our lives. You're recovering and pursuing God's design. How's that going? How's it going? Is God working in your life, changing you? Are you growing or, can you, or are you at a place where you're saying, you know what, man, I was really pursuing God at one point, but I'm not now. I've kind of shifted into neutral. I'm just coasting along. Hey, listen, God's got something better for you than just shifting into neutral. Maybe you're here today and you're in the recover and pursue phase, but you've never connected to a local church. I want to challenge you to connect to this church. I challenge you to connect to this church. Say, how can I do that? One, you can serve. Another way, in a couple of weeks, you can become a partner. I'll tell you something I would love to invite you to. This Tuesday night, this Tuesday night at 6 o'clock in the multipurpose room, we are having what we're calling an I Am Going workshop. Now, there's a potluck dinner because, man, we can't get together without eating you. I mean, you know that, right? So you can bring something to eat. But if you can't bring anything, just come. Because what we're going to do at the I Am Going workshop, we're going to dive deeper into this right here. It's going to be really interactive. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. I want every student to be there Tuesday night. I want all the adults there Tuesday night in the multipurpose room. It's going to be an amazing thing. We're going to dive deeper into this so that we can be equipped to tell other people about Jesus. But, man, if you're just kind of coming, hey, you know what? God doesn't simply want you to come and fill a seat in the church. God wants you to belong in the church. So whatever you need to do to make that happen, make that happen. Others of you, though, you're right there. You're in that place of brokenness. And you're saying, Mark, I've tried to fix it over and over and over and over. Mark, I've even been coming to this church for years. And it just seems like it's not clicking with me. It just seems like there's a disconnect with me. Mark, it I just still feel broken. Have you ever truly repented and believed? Maybe today that is exactly what you need to do. God wants you to go from here to here today. And the way that you do that is you repent and believe. Jesus has paid it all. All of it. He's not asking you to jump through hoops today. He is asking you to come as you are. And today, if you find yourself in that place of brokenness, and honestly, in your heart of hearts, you say, man, I need Jesus. I need Jesus today. I'm going to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ in a minute. And if you need to do that, 
Don't let what your friends think, what your family thinks. Don't let what the people around you, what they might say or do, get in the way. Don't let anything stop you today from turning to Jesus for salvation and forgiveness. Would you pray with me right now? God, I just thank you so much for what we did here today. And, and, and Father, the reason that we did this, the reason that we took a whole Sunday and the reason that we're gonna take a Tuesday night, the reason that we're talking about this is because there are lost people in our lives. There are people who need Christ right now in this community. And we work with those people and we, 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 we shop alongside those people. We go to school with those people. Some of those people might be married to. Could be our parents. Could be our kids. There are people who need Christ. And Father, I pray that we would step into the power of the Spirit of God and that we would be the witnesses that you talked about. Jesus, that we would go We would go in the power and in the name of Jesus and take this message to the world. In fact, right now, with every single head bowed, with every eye closed, a moment ago, almost every hand in the room went up to pray for somebody who is here, who who is not here, rather, but not a believer, and says, you know what, they need to hear this message. I want to challenge you right now. I want to challenge you right now for that person. If you would, if you would not care, I want to challenge you right now to get up out of your seat and to come up here to this altar and just pray for that person and beg God to open their eyes that they would be saved. You can come right now. Come on. Come on. If you raised your hand a moment ago, said, you know what, I've got lost people in my life. I know somebody who needs to hear this. It starts with prayer. Come on. It doesn't start with how well we're able to articulate the gospel or or how much Bible we know. It begins with prayer because God saves you come right now. If everybody needs to come, come. If everybody needs to come, you come. Mark, I've been praying for this person for years. Don't give up. It's worth it. It matters. You come for that person. You come for that person. I want to challenge you to do it. You come. You come. And as people are coming, maybe you're one of those people that we were talking about earlier. You know what? My heart is just really cold and numb to this. Numb to this. I just don't care. God, break my heart again. Break my heart again. As people are coming, why don't you be one of them? Why don't you come up and say, God, break my heart again. Break my heart for the lost. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Open my eyes to see the need around me. Let's do it. People are coming. Why not you? Just come on. We got time. We got time. Jesus, only you save. Nobody else. Nobody else. I don't save anybody. This church doesn't save anybody. No church. No preacher. None of us saves anybody. That's your job and your job alone. But we are your ambassadors. The church is your ambassador in the world. And you want to make an appeal through our lives. And so God, I pray for every person that's, that's up here praying. Every hand that went up earlier. God, there are people that we know who are far from you. And God, if you don't open their eyes, their eyes will never be opened. If you don't open their hearts, their hearts are never going to be opened. They're going to go through their whole life and just think it's about money. Just think it's about promotion. And just think it's about about living in the moment and just these few decades we get when they were made for more. 
God, open their eyes. God, open our eyes to this again. And I pray for every person that's being prayed for that, Jesus, you would save them. Draw them to you and move in their lives today. They're not here. They're not even thinking about church, God, or anything like that. But, God, you're thinking of them. Would you wake them up? Would you bother them? Would you disturb them wherever they are? And get them on a journey if they're not already where that journey ultimately ends with meeting you. Now there are others of you here and maybe today you are in that place of brokenness and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. You've never made that decision. Right now is your moment. Right now is your moment. If you want to give your life to Jesus, don't let anything keep you from it. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lead us in the prayer that we went through in that sermon. If you want to give your life to Jesus today, you can pray this prayer right there where you're at because you're not talking to me. You're not talking to another person here. You're talking to God. This is a moment between you and God. But if you want God to forgive you for your sin and for Jesus to come into your life for the first time, I'm going to lead us in a prayer and I invite you to pray that prayer with me today. Just pray this prayer right there where you're at. Say, Dear God, forgive me for my sin. I believe that Jesus lived for me, died, and rose again for me. I want to live for you beginning right now. Jesus, I love you. Thank you for saving me. Amen. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, nobody's looking around. Did you just pray that prayer? Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, in just a moment, I'm going to count to three, and as soon as I say three, I'm just simply going to ask you to raise your hand. But do not do it. Do not raise your hand because you felt pressured to. You're not pressured today. Only God saves. But today, if you gave your life to Jesus for the very first time, you know, Jesus talks about declaring our faith publicly. And this is a step to do in that, to say, you know what, Mark, today I prayed that prayer, and I would love to pray with you and celebrate with you. We've got a free Bible and a book that we've put together for you to help you in the new decision that you just made as you just gave your life to Jesus. But maybe you're here today and you, you, for the very first time, you said, you know what, Mark, today I made that decision. I want to give you an opportunity to let us know. Just by raising your hand, I'm going to count to three. And if anybody today gave their life to Christ for the very first time, just put your hand high in the air so that I can see it today. One, two, three. Raise your hand right now if today you made that decision. Raise your hand high so I can see it. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you that you save. The gospel is not our message. It's your message. But God, you've called us to take it. So God, give us boldness and courage we've never had. I pray, God, we talk about it online. I pray, God, we talk about it in restaurants and in neighborhoods, conversations, at school, at work, if we can. And and Jesus, that we would proclaim the good news of the gospel. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Church, let's thank God for today. Let's thank God for the opportunity to be his ambassadors. And and I'll tell you what, um, today hopefully you got a connection card when you walked in. If you are uh, wanting to make that decision, get connected to our church, you can simply check the box that says, I want to serve. Or uh, in uh, about two or three weeks, on July the 9th, right after church, we're having our next partnership event. If you want to become an official member of Summit, you can check. I want to be a partner. We'll get in touch with you next. Uh, We'll get in touch with you this week. All right? Hey, guys, thank you so much.
for being here today. Students, we're on regular schedule tonight, 5.30 middle school, 7.05 high school. Everybody stand up. You are sent out to proclaim the message that we just talked about, man. Love you guys. See you all next week.